Welcome everyone to another podcast of Modern World Zen. This is Josh Barzell. So last episode we were talking about how we have this divine union, that we have the male energy, the female energy, as one. And everything is a manifestation of this one energy. And we also can find that energy within us. But that doesn't mean that, you know, some things are left out of that equation. Everything has to be within that equation. And we use the example of the mad elephant running loose and how one might get into trouble based upon this teaching if they don't have common sense to see that everything actually is included in the one energy, including ourselves. And so that means we need to see the energy in every little nook and cranny of the universe, every group of people, every person, right? It doesn't matter if they're favorable or unfavorable. We need to see it everywhere. And, um, and so we're going to go a little bit further. Uh, we're going to talk today about the idea of a false teacher or a false guru, someone who might um, be like this person we talked about last episode um, who thinks he's enlightened and runs right into this bad elephant and gets hurt because they're, they're really only partial. They're, they're seeing the guru, or they're seeing God, or they're seeing this divine energy that we talked about last episode, not everywhere, but only in what suits them. And when you come across a teacher or a guru like this, um, they can cause a lot of trouble for you. And one of the reasons why people don't trust gurus is because of gurus like this who will um, pitch you against things that you shouldn't be put against and they will um, give you a false impression of what the truth is and the reason is because they're not enlightened they don't know the truth themselves so how could they give you understanding of the truth that they themselves don't fully grasp so that's why it's best not to go out and start teaching if you're a meditator, but just to continue your practice. And you'll find that it really happens naturally um, when you get to a certain stage of attainment. The teaching just comes naturally from your practice. It's not something that you hide your lack of attainment in one corner of the house. And then the other corner of the house, you are, you know, giving your sermon or your speech. Um, that's going to invariably hurt someone. But, you know, a real seeker doesn't ever get hurt by a false guru. It's really only people who want to believe that you're a teacher when you're not that would ever listen to you. And those aren't really true disciples in the, in the, in the real sense of the word disciple. Um, but nevertheless, these false teachers exist, and they exist just like we have certain politicians that continue to exist. Why do they exist? Well, people like that. You know, they, they, they like that because they're like that. 
you know, they, they like someone that they're like themselves. But it's not as if a true teacher is um, not someone someone would like. But um, it's just that, you know, we like who we like people who are like ourselves, like ourselves, really. We, we don't want to be told to wake up early and meditate. We want to be told to sleep in and watch TV and, you know, smoke marijuana or something like that, because that's what we like to do. Um, we don't want to be told something that maybe we don't like. So we accept teachers based upon how we already like to live, and we don't want to be told otherwise. The same reason why you know certain politicians are successful. Um, it's our own fault, really. Um, so how would you know if someone that you're dealing with is enlightened? How would you know that they were fake or false? And that's really difficult to say because you have to first have this oneness. And in that oneness, the the false guru also is. You know, it's not as if um, they're outside this truth. They they exist in the truth, both the, both the true and the false. Um, and you'll find that the true ones really try to expose the false ones and are constantly after the false ones to expose them. Um, but this will always be the case in the world. You'll always have the true. You'll always have the false. And, you know, people say, people wonder, they say, well, you know, I understand the truth. You understand the truth. We understand the truth. What is going on with all of this ignorance? And the reason is because someone who doesn't deserve to be a guru becomes a guru and when that happens then everything kind of turns upside down because the person teaching isn't actually enlightened but is carrying on as if they are um, and that can cause a lot of confusion obviously if you think about that um, but there will always be true ones in the world we may not ever see them or ever get to know them but they do exist and it's something that we need to um, always be aware of. There will always be the true um, in the world uh, with the false. You can't, can't have one without the other. So it's not really, you know, it's not really important to be bothered by the false. If you really, if you get bothered by anyone, you're, you're like that person yourself. So if you're, you, you can't stand how false this person is, and it's making you stay up at night and you can't sleep, you should look in the mirror because really you're, you're kind of like that person yourself or at least you're heading in that direction. Because whatever we meditate on is what, what we become like. So if you're constantly obsessed with someone's problems or flaws, you're going to end up being very much like them at the end of the day. So you have to be very careful. Um, so this is kind of a warning like like last episode um, that we talked about. And the warning here is not to listen to, you know, the guy who, you know, kind of puts people down and is really full of himself and, um, 
you know, carries on in a, in a very unethical manner. Because if we do, uh, we're never going to attain the truth. Because you can't attain the truth by listening to falsehood. You can only attain the truth by listening to the truth. But to really understand what I've said, you have to see that the truth exists within you, too. Not just everywhere in the universe, but also within you. And you should be able to listen to your own self, your own inner self, um, to get the guidance, uh, especially if you're an advanced meditator. You should have access to the truth in your own being. Um, that doesn't mean that you don't need a guru. You do need a guru. And some of these you know, false teachers will say that you don't need a guru. Um, but if you really think about it, Aren't they giving a teaching? Aren't they saying that, you know, listen to me as your guru, and my teaching is this, quote, you don't need a guru, end quote. You know, you have to think, put that in your mind and churn that through and to try to figure out what is actually being said there. What's really being said there is only listen to me, but don't listen to anyone else. And that's this kind of, uh, craziness that goes on. So we have to be aware of that too. And also they're never going to be separating you from your, your guru. They'd only be putting you more firmly on the path. Um, and even if you look at your own family, they wouldn't be separating you um, from your family they would only really be putting you closer to your family and those relationships that are very, very important to you, that give you the advice that you need that can help you. Um, they would never be separating you from your source of energy, your source of strength, uh, your source of, um, you know, wisdom, right? Whether it's from family or friends or a guru. They would really only be putting you more firmly on that path. And so that's really the point of this episode is, you know, you really, it, it's hard to figure out, but if you understand that the same truth that you're trying to attain is within you, then it becomes very, I shouldn't say it becomes very easy, but it becomes easier to stay on the path because you recognize that your guru actually is within you. Um, and in that case, you don't really have to be too outward focused on this or that guru because you recognize the guru is within you. Now, how do you get to that understanding? Well, you get it from a guru. So you have to have a guru essentially to tell you that the guru is within you. Um, and, and that seems to be strange, but in anything, it's really very simple because no matter what it is we're trying to learn, we need a teacher to tell us. So it's not like, oh, I didn't need that. No, you did because you didn't know where you were looking. Um, so we really honor the guru. And so that's what I'd like to do just to end this podcast is to spend some time trying to figure out how we can honor the true guru 
um, because it's not at all straightforward on how we should do this. And we absolutely should do it. Um, but we really don't do that. We really spend our time and our attention on either the way we look. We, we like loving our own egos and thinking that's really what's going to make us happy. Um, we also are totally, you know, deluded by the external world. We think that that's really a source of our joy and our pleasure because we think our joy comes from outside of us. And so we spend our time being lost in the world and we can totally be brought down or brought down by that by that belief that that somehow our joy is external in this or that thing so we really should be trying to figure out you should ask yourself how can I praise and adore and worship really in a sense the true guru you know you should really you should write that down on a piece of paper and say how can I you know, serve um, a true master or a true guru. And really, we should try to find that out because we only live so f long on this planet. We, we don't live forever. And if something is really true and we really just have amazing feelings towards something, we should try to find out how we can honor that that guru so one of the ways you can honor that guru is to say guru om and it's very simple it's a way of honoring and praising the guru um, because essentially you've made the guru into a mantra and om is that seed mantra and you just combine the guru with om and you have this mantra guru om and if you repeat that, that can be the way that you honor the truth. You shouldn't see it different from your inner self. That's how we treat every mantra, right? And we don't see it different from us. We don't also see it different from our attainment. We, we see the attainment, the, um, the repeater of the mantra, and the mantra all is one. And this is a scriptural truth about how to repeat a mantra. So really, when we say Guru Om, we're honoring the teacher, but we're also honoring our inner self. And we're actually attaining what it is that we want to attain on the path of meditation. So I will close the podcast with Guru Om, because that is really the, 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 the kind of thing that we need to be thinking about in praise of the truth or, or in honor and and with humble service to the true master, the true teacher. Um, so I thank everyone uh, for tuning in. This has been Josh Barzell for Modern World Zen, and I will end with Guru Om. <laughs>